Hello, everybody, and welcome back to How Do You Hustle with Cami Dimitrova, a podcast where I interview comedians about their day jobs. Oh, my goodness. Guess what? This is our 10th episode. Oh, my God. 10th. Hello. Uh, one zero for those who are confused. Uh, the number 10. All right. Comes after nine before 11. Just, you know, making sure there's no confusion here. Uh, 10 episodes. Feels like more because podcasts are hard to do. I did not know that. Um, but here we are and it's weekly, which God bless, you know, it's just, no, it's good. I like it. Um, it's just harder than I thought, but I like it and I'm happy I'm doing it. I swear. Um, I feel like I wanted to reflect a little bit on the episodes that have, you know, that have happened just cause I feel like 10 is a number that you should reflect on. I don't know why I think that, but, um, yeah, I feel like the majority of the folks that have been on the podcast have talked about how, um, they want to do comedy full time or be a creative full time. And, um, to do that, they felt like they either had to quit a corporate job or have side hustles. Um, so that's sort of like the consensus there is like not having a, uh, nine to five, um, and doing stuff on the side. Or, uh, there's a small few that have been on the show that have a nine to five, but offers a lot of flexibility. So that seems to be the thing. Um, I think no one had so far a full time corporate job where they were like at the office from like 9am until 9pm and then trying to like figure stuff out after that. Um, pretty much everyone was like, yeah, I have a job that sort of like does a thing and then I do comedy and that's my main focus. So that's my reflection on that. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it's great. Um, now to our guest to celebrate the 10th episode of How Do You Hustle? We have the one and only Emma Vernon. She is incredible, you guys. She is a stand-up in New York City. Heard of it? Yeah, she's here. Um, she's in New York. She has been featured at Caroline's. Holy crap, no big deal. She's also performed at the comic strip, Broadway Comedy Club. She's everywhere. She's been in competitions. She's done well in them. I mean, hello. She also is an improviser. She hosts her own show called In a World, The Dating Show at The Pit. And it sells out literally all the time. It's I've been a bunch of times and was on it too. And it was just everyone's there all the time buying tickets. And she's amazing. Um, and so in this episode, she talks about how she just quit her corporate job. She worked uh, in corporate for uh, four years and had a sort of pretty steady career, like um, steady jobs before that for seven years total while pursuing comedy. Uh, and just now decided to quit all of that to pursue comedy full time. She talks about why she decided to do that now versus before versus waiting. Um, and she, yeah. And we also talk about um, heavy breathing in a microphone, which is fun. And I feel like I should mention that here too. So um, without further ado, the one and only Emma Vernon. This is a tricky one because, uh, what's today? Saturday? Three days ago, I quit my day job. Woo! Woo! Hell yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, I did work in integrated marketing at Viacom, mm -hmm. um, for basically across like all the brands. So Comedy Central, Paramount, MTV, VH1, Nickelodeon, CMT, TV Land. I'm probably forgetting something, but sure. you name it. 
I worked on it. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And you integrated marketing for those who don't know means like. Basically, um, anytime you see like an advertiser that has something more custom than just like their standard commercial that runs like in, in a commercial break, like maybe there's talent from the show or maybe there's like an on the ground event and you see that they have like a, a co-branded booth with like talent and the uh, advertiser. Yeah. Like my team works on all of those like custom activations that and so cool. um, short form content. That is, were you ever like writing and creating those? <sighs> you know, I had a really good relationship with the creative team. So sure. they would let me help more than they would let other people on like the marketing team do it. Yeah. But that was technically not my job. And I think that's part of the reason why I was like, what am I, I think my job sounded really cool when I talked to people about it. And I think it was one of those things that's where like always. the cachet of it was like, I would say it to someone and they would be like, oh my God, like that's awesome that you get to work in comedy. You work at Comedy Central. And I'm like, I don't even work at the downtown office. So the Comedy Central office is like downtown on Hudson Street. Yeah. And I worked uptown. Like I didn't know any Comedy Central like employees really. Sure. And I was more like being like, hey guys, we have an RFP for this client. Their demo is adults 18 to 25, 54. And they're looking to reach people who want to like spark joy in their lives what can we do and then like making a deck for that client and got it wasn't wasn't fulfilling me (laughs) sure you're like wasn't loving it and how long uh, were you there um I was there for like just shy of four years so I started in April of 2016 and then also I'm very conscious of like can you hear me breathing right now I feel like I'm like (sighs) yeah I think I think the audience would love it would (laughs) just love it okay yeah Yeah. I have a breathy you know I'm trying to work on breath control so you guys uh let me know what you thought yeah tweet tweet (laughs) Tweet us. <laughs> um, yeah, so this April uh, would have been would have been four years. Gotcha. So you were yeah. there for quite a bit. I feel like four yeah. years to be somewhere is oh, is like a good amount of time, like an established yeah. amount of time. Isn't that so insane? Where you're like, oh, I think I want this thing. Yeah, and it's like here's a silver platter. Here it is, and it's like, oh, but it's so not the thing. It's not the thing because it's not a comedy job. Right. And it doesn't let you be fully creative and fully yourself. And like if you no matter which way you cut it, it's just not the thing that's going to fulfill you. Yeah. It it fills all these other gaps or it fills all these other like categories that we are definitely like essential. Right. Mm-hmm. To like living like obviously money, healthcare, all that stuff. But right. like, you know, that there is a way to do that um, that like just gives you more flexibility and is a little bit more fulfilling. Right. And leads you to the actual thing you want to be doing. Exactly. Right? Um, were you ever worried? So like you're, uh, you're a standup, you're an improviser, you host shows, like you're out here doing comedy stuff in like a very real serious way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alana Glazer was just on your standup show that you host, which was amazing. Uh, my, my life changed. Yeah. That so, so, so you're doing all this stuff while also balancing, um, like this corporate job and like, yeah. we've been friends for a while. So like, I knew this about you, but I always like, you know, um, like could identify with that. Cause I was, came from a corporate background too so it's like how did you feel balancing a corporate job with comedy um I think I just got to the point and I remember we've like talked about this like before we even started the podcast just like how I'm someone who like needs structure in my day or I won't even do the thing and that like I waste a lot of Saturdays and Sundays because I don't have like an impetus to do it or that structure yeah so for me it was kind of like I also am a night owl anyway so like I have friends who like leave work and they just like can't they don't have the energy for anything else Uh but I'm like I leave work and I start my night. Like for a while I was really balancing it. And then I did this uh, like exercise with my therapist where basically she was like, 
I just felt really scattered with like what I wanted. And she was like, why don't you do this thing where you write out in 10 years, like imagine it's 10 years down the line and imagine that you've got, you've had all the success that you wanted. And why don't you just write sentences like I am blank. I have blank. I do blank. Mm. And just see like, that's the best way to figure out what it is that you really want. Like your life is successful. What does that look like? And I started writing it out. And then I was just like, I have so many goals and none of them are this job. Nothing had to do with corporate America at all. And then I realized that like I was fulfilling like half of my goals, half of my comedy goals with while maintaining this job. Sure. And um, there was so much I wasn't even able to tackle Mm -hmm. because of time, but also just because I didn't have the mental capacity because some of them were projects that I was like, I don't know when I'm going to have the energy to sit down and write the screenplay, but I got it. <laughs> but know? I got it and I'm going to yeah. do it. And yeah. uh, if everything's fine and like, I'm not tired, you're tired. Like, right. yeah, yeah. 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 Cause it's in the beginning, you're like pumped. You're like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, have it all and like do this thing. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's like one has to give. Um, but that's awesome. So, I mean, like the, that's great that you decided to just like leave and figure stuff out. Right. So mm-hmm. like that's, I mean, that's a huge technically risk, right. With the mm-hmm. way, the way society would label it, like, oh, that's a risk. But really it's like where we're at, it's like, that's the best thing you could probably do for your comedy career is like focus on it fully. Right? Yeah. And I, I also was like, who are people that I look up to in the comedy community in New York and what are they doing that I'm not? And I was like, none of these people have traditional nine to five jobs and I was like putting pressure on myself when these people have really flexible jobs and hours and it's like I can't compare myself to that right right and I mean it just physically is impossible right because Mm -hmm. it's like yeah you need the hours and the flexibility during the day to like do stuff too um cool okay so now that you have quit which mm-hmm. is congratulations it's so fresh it's so new how do you I mean how do you feel you feel good um sorry what (laughs) sorry i was panting into the microphone sorry i was panting um uh tippity tappity um how do you oh how do i yeah like how do you feel like are you nervous are you excited are you all the things oh my god i'm so excited and like it's like one of those feelings where um introducing bluehost cloud ultra fast wordpress hosting with 100 percent uptime Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. And I'm sure you experience this too. Like the moment you finally realize like you're leaving, it's like there's no looking back. And I, my old job before I went to this one, I remember like I walked into this guy who was on my, he wasn't my boss, but he was like higher than me on the team. And I used to like do stuff for him. 
And I walked into his office and I started singing like, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> like I was like jolly. And this, I feel like I've been like beaming and like glowing. You do look great. I yeah. Sent, thank you so much. Uh, it's a new skincare regimen okay. and I might be pregnant. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> skincare am I? I called hope not. quitting your job. Creme, creme. Creme, creme. Uh, creme de unemployed. Um, <laughs> yes. So, which is really just saliva. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I... I don't think I'm pregnant for the record. Um, <laughs> I don't Just think. for all the fans out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, what was I saying? I feel great. You feel pregnant? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Creme done employed a saliva and you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, I quit my job to have a baby. Ooh, girl. Um, a comedy you know, baby. A comedy baby. There you go. I'm yeah. pregnant with ideas. I'm oh, pregnant. Yes. <laughs> with bits. <laughs> 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 so stupid uh, uh, um but yeah but <laughs> everyone's like delete what's going on okay next podcast these two goofs um i feel really good when i made the decision i didn't look back uh-huh. and um and i yeah like i'm gonna miss my friends but i know the people i care about will stay in my life yeah um and I do feel so lucky that I've made lifelong friends like my my close friends at work we were like sending each other funny pictures and videos of just like things that have happened over the years we've worked together they also put it in like some like I don't know if you know like you know how iPhone can generate like slideshows of people in your phone who you have a lot of pictures of for sure yeah they made like memorials of oh me. and i was like i'm not as we dead. go uh, literally it, uh, you think it was gonna say like 1991 <laughs> to 2020 like i was like i am alive i'm seeing you tomorrow You're like we will hang out yeah. and everyone's like not it's not the same it's not the same <laughs> who's gonna make us laugh in our monday meetings <laughs> yeah i like, don't know but actually, but truly blessing in disguise because mm-hmm. now you have this like freedom. Um, are you, and I like, I'm only asking this question because I feel like people want to know, but like, I hate this question personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry in advance. Um, do you have like a plan now? Like, are you trying to like look for another gig? Are you sort of like coasting or like what's the, well, believe yeah. it or not, you're not the first person to ask me that. Um, every single person I bet at work asked me that. Cause you can't be like, I'm doing comedy. They're like, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that? And you're like, yeah, oh, God. So oh, I almost just licked the mic. Yeah, um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so that means you're holding it right. That, yeah. You're doing it. If you don't eat the mic, you're not a comedian. There you go. There um, you go. I'm working on like a few different projects right now. So obviously like stand up is trying, I'm just want that to be like a consistent thing that I work on. Yeah. Um, and then I do have like this like outline for a screenplay that I've always wanted to write and I just have never had the discipline Mm. um, to sit down and do it. So one of the things I did to like give myself accountability and structure was like I signed up for a screenwriting class that starts next Wednesday. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's going to be every Wednesday 10 to 1. So it'll guarantee I wake up at a normal hour and start my day and that like I'm actually writing and I'm actually interacting with humans and like getting dressed and showering. Well, showering (sighs) you can never guarantee, but the other stuff. (laughs) It's sure. a gamble with me, you know. <laughs> uh, Shout out wet wipes. No, I'm just kidding. Or <laughs> <laughs> just like shoving your head in the sink and like hope it's good enough. You're like, yeah. I don't know. Um, you heard it first. That's how Cammy bathes. <laughs> I, wanna... I can confirm that that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So you're se- you're already like setting like goals for yourself and like yeah, you're like trying to structure your day. I think that's like 
the most important thing you can do, which mm-hmm. is like just giving yourself like a sense of purpose um, to make it feel like you are at work because yeah. this is work. It's right. just a little bit different. And I have some friends also who have similar schedules or they're freelance or whatever. And we've already decided like, let's do like monthly writing sessions Great. so that we definitely meet up and write. Um, I'm also like, I'm working on producing a few shows and Great. I'm trying to see if I can like monetize I do like offstage matchmaking now. Oh, wow. And I, I haven't been charging anyone for it because I just wanted to sort of like be good at it before I start asking people for money. Sure. But I think like eventually, because now I've set up like a lot of different couples, oh I my would God. like to like hopefully monetize that. That's amazing. I need money. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. talk to me about that. Um, So as you know, I have my uh, dating show mm-hmm. uh, plug. It's called Inner World, the dating show, and it's going to be coming back on February 15th. Um, Hello. And um, I will brag for you, which it's like fucking has been crushing. First, you were at Pit Loft. You yeah. were selling out Pit Loft. And then you relocated to Pit Striker. Yeah. Been selling out Pit Striker. Yeah. And how long has it been running? Since July of 2017. That's amazing. Three yeah. years. Yeah. Practically. Almost, two yeah. and a half. Th- yeah. um, coming up on three. Like that's yeah. incredible. It's, uh, I do feel like there are a lot of dating shows right now and I feel good about knowing like I was one of the, one of the OG dating shows. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. And it's evolved and it's, and it like, um, but yeah, so I, basically that show, I set up two people on a blind date on stage in a location that's created by UCB improvisers. It's a super fun, weird, unconventional first date and it's fun for the audience to watch because like they're getting to see people on a real date, but they also get to see a comedy show. Yeah of talented comedians performing. Right. Um, so the thing I liked most of that show was like setting up the matches and like the, the why best. behind it. Yeah. So I, yeah. a lot of people would reach out to me and be like, I just don't know if I want to do it on stage. So I was like, okay, I'll, maybe I'll do some like offstage matchmaking. And then like the other thing too is like that show, I only put four single people on the total show and I do that show now like every three months and I have like a database of like a couple hundred people. So I couldn't, possibly set up everyone when there's only so much room on the show itself sure so yeah and i'm doing like a singles mixer that's um, so cool tuesday would you ever want to be like a professional matchmaker or like on this as like a side hustle or something i'm trying to see like where it will go yeah i'm kind of just like i have my hands in a lot of different pots it's something i really enjoy doing i don't know if that's like the end goal for me but i wonder like what that would lead to like i think that there's a huge opportunity for comedy and dating content and I'm trying to right now kind of just become like a dating expert or a matchmaking expert and see where that will take me that is really really cool I would definitely watch your live show on uh, TV and see how people like I don't know I just like watching people on first dates and like it would be so cool to see like improvisers be like like I don't know I think that's cool well, thanks, Cam. Um, yeah, in your room. Okay. Um, cool. Okay, so that's something that you like you're thinking like maybe could be like some aside thing. Like for now, right? Mm-hmm. Like a way to like make some money. Um, have you thought about like doing like like babysitting or like anything like that or like uh I have. I was like I said to my boyfriend, I was like, I'm gonna be a bartender. He's like, Cool, do you know how to bartend? And I was like, All right, you can't just be a bar and then <laughs> oh, I was like, It's shoot. okay, I'll just waitress. He's like, Have you ever waitress? Like, do you know anything about waitressing? And I was like, No and he's like, You can't just like could you like be, be a, a bar? Like, <laughs> like, all right, I'll be a doctor. Uh, have you? I was like, isn't this ever? what every actor does? And he's like, yeah. And they like learn how to do it. It's not. <laughs> You're like, my bad, dude. Ha ha. My but, bad. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't feel like watching somebody's kids. Like I'm just. Huge uh, liability. I mean, shout out to all like the nannies and babysitters out there. I truly do not trust me with your children. I, I know. In high school, I remember I, um, 
in high school, I had this dream babysitting gig where basically I did like absolutely no work and got like huge amounts of money for it. And the woman let me and my best friend babysit together and still paid us a regular amount. It was Love. it was unreal. But then I remember I got this gig. I didn't really ask for it. The woman was just like, you're great. Babysit my three kids. And she paid me like a pretty low rate in comparison. Sure. But also I'm stupid in the kitchen. And I remember she's like, yeah, just make the kids dinner. Like, and then I... <laughs> was like shitting myself i'm like i don't even know how to preheat an oven literally same and they were like <laughs> and luckily the kids were like um mommy said we can have pizza for dinner and i was sorry to shout into all of your ears and i was like great who wants to preheat the oven and then they were like me 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 and i'm like thank god this seven-year-old wants to dice an onion come on <laughs> okay and who wants to do the dishwasher <laughs> who wants to tell me yeah no literally i didn't know how to preheat the oven she was like you're good just preheat the oven to 375 and like put the uh, pizza in and i was like great and then i was like you, you guys love this pizza you must make it a lot and they were like we love it who wants to play a fun game called and i remember she she also wanted me to like bathe her kids and i also was like i don't want this kid to think i'm like looking at her bathe and she was like three years old she didn't care she's like wash me and i was like you wash yourself and i'll and i'm gonna look the other way and like hand you a towel and she's like it's okay to see me naked. <laughs> it's okay. I was just like, no touchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting sued. Thank you. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah, that stuff just, I don't know. I, I get so worried about that stuff. Um, <laughs> but that is hilarious. What did uh, you, did you ever do like any like stuff like that? I babysat in college a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then I babysat, I would like sub for some of my friends that were like, Hey, can you like watch these kids or whatever? And I'd be like, sure. Um, but the, the kids that I babysat in college were like, were twins and they were like so, um, mature and like mm -hmm. cool, but I did have to cook them literally pasta and I freaked out and I was like, I'm not too <laughs> sure. And I also was so hungry and like ate half of their pasta. Yeah. I was like, this is for me. Yeah. And then, um, the kids I babysat a few times here on the Upper West Side are full grown teenagers. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'd be like, you guys are good. Uh, let me know if you need anything. And they were like, I was like, why do you have a babysitter? You're so grown. But mm -hmm. yeah. Why did they? I think their parents were, well, their parents were like very, like, I would say like pretty, I don't know, like these big executives at this like entertainment companies. I want to say like they were just like there to like make sure they were okay. Like, yeah. I think I did. Ha I forgot what I had to do. Like, oh, the girl like needed some help with her homework and stuff. And like the guy was, the boy was, I don't know. He really, he wasn't even like home that much. I don't know. Yeah. I think they just wanted to, someone to keep an eye on them, make sure they're good. And like, just like, just be like, just, just honestly, be like, yeah, just be like, they're yeah. like coordinator. Like, are you guys good? Are you, you know, doing stuff? I don't, you know, yeah. like play mom you like for a little their bit. Home. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha. How we doing in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> Who's 14 and doesn't need me here? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yes. Like literally. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, okay, cool. So you're, <laughs> you're like not going to be a waiter, not going to do all that stuff. Um, but you're okay. So, so where are you at? So you're like sort of, you're taking some time off. It sounds like. Yeah. I also, Great. I saved a lot of money while I was working. Perfect. And so I saved enough that like, I don't have to think about what my income is going to be for a few months. Excellent. And so I'm trying to just honor that and just not, and I obviously, you know, when the time comes probably this spring, I'm going to be like, what am I going to do to monetize this? Or what is going to be my other job sure. to figure this out? I also like people keep talking about Poshmark. I'm like, I need What's to start that? selling. It's like where you sell your clothes online. Oh, yes. And right. I'm like, I need to figure that out. Because like if I could just get, if I could just sell some stuff in my closet. Oh, my God. 
brilliant right oh yeah okay well there so like I there, love are other, there are other there are ways there yeah. are ways and they're all they're flexible ways yeah. that you know don't the idea is that don't take up your time um right. your like mental space and all right. that and stuff. i'm trying to only like produce like if i have events that are like really produced I'm only producing them at places that have, you know, generous cuts at the door to Good. the performers uh, or, you know, the yeah, just so that like there's profit from, you know, when I, my, my show, like I used to get a cut at the door, but it didn't really matter how much it was because I was like, I have a day job if I don't get that much money. Sure. But now I'm really going to need to like negotiate because this is going to be my income. Yeah. So my yeah. primary income. That's what's up. Shout out to like getting paid to perform, man. Like yeah. that's what's up. Um, yeah. That's like a great, that's a great mentality to have overall. Um, but cool. Okay. So that's great. So in terms of, um, diving into like your, uh, that this is your present moment mm-hmm. where you're at right now. I'm curious to know about your past a little bit in terms of like, um, did you always want to be a comedian? Is this something that you envisioned for yourself? Like your whole life? Mm-hmm. Is it like a recent revelation where, where is that? Like, what's that like for you? Um, so I didn't always know, like, I guess I didn't really know it was an option that I could like be a comedian, but I think, um, one day it just like occurred to me like there are very few things that I'm really good at or like the best at you know like I I played a lot of sports growing up and I was I was like I got cut from the eighth grade softball team but made it as a sixth and seventh grader like I was the only goalie on my lacrosse team in ninth grade and I still didn't get playing time like they found another goalie like I was not an athlete like I I couldn't you know like I danced but like I was on the JV team I can't believe I'm admitting that publicly but like Everyone listening, they never made varsity dance team. Um, I'm finally, I'm coming yeah, out of the I didn't tell. I, you know, I, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> I was, I was like fine at a lot of things, but like yeah. the only thing that I was ever like where people would put like EST at the end, like the best or whatever, mm-hmm. was like people would be like, you're my funniest friend. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I was just like, the only thing that like I excel at in a way that other people don't is making people laugh. Sure. And, um, when I graduated school, I just was like looking up UCB stuff. Yep. And I saw they had like one spot left in their like summer intensive, and I signed up for that last spot. And mm-hmm. um, it's crazy because that class, like a lot of people, like one of those guys is now on who's in my class is now on Comedy Central. Another wow. guy is like a producer in New York, and like I and does a lot of stuff. And I am like we do shows together occasionally. Like sure, it's just weird how that was. Oh God, that was seven years ago. Oh my and, God, that's um, crazy. Yeah. That was seven years ago? Well, I guess like six and a half. But oh it my was, God. It was the summer of 2013. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So what? So yeah, I went through the whole UCB system and then <sighs> I loved, like I loved improv and then um, I had a coworker um, at my first job um, yeah. and he was a stand-up and he was like we always would have like funny banter at my desk and he was like you should try stand up and I was like hell no <laughs> you're I crazy like, I am an improviser which like I'm not <laughs> um but he was like just do it and he was so kind and like supportive and he actually had a, a show a weekly show that he produced at the comic strip and he was like memorize five minutes of material I'll let you do it on my show wow and if you hate it you never have to do it again never have to do it again but at least you can do it and looking back I'm like people beg for stage time and like people would die to perform at clubs and this guy was like please do it and wow. I was like no you're like, like I'm okay yeah I'm <laughs> like the comic strip has not hit me up since no I'm just like, um, <laughs> but um so I like prepared five minutes yeah and just like kept rehearsing it and like got it down and um I I think he was just like 
I think, I mean, he obviously believed in me and that's why he let me do it. But I think also he was like, well, it's her first time. Like, he was like, no matter what happens, like, don't get discouraged. It's going to be fine. Sure. I think he was preparing that it would be like lukewarm for me. And that, and like the other comics who had gone before me, like, you know, people were like, how's the room? And they were like, oh, you know, they're fine. They're, mm. they're whatever. And then I went and I like killed. Really? And then he was like, ah, beginner's luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was really proud of me. But I think, he, I think I did like a lot. I was like, oh, I love this. Oh my God. Um, Do and, you remember like writing that set? Or like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I remember the set list. Like I had a joke about like. You know, the typical, like, first jokes you do, like, about, like, virginity, tampons, uh, like, people thinking I'm pregnant, you know, all, nothing that I really uh, use anymore, but, like, it'd be kind of fun to, like, take out the Circle back to that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, But, uh, yeah, that really, like, started it for me, and then I was like, wow, like, I can write exactly what I want. I don't have to depend on anybody else, and if I do well, it's all me, and if I don't, it's also all me, and, like... It's, um, I realized I just like, like that a lot more than improv. And, uh, I mean, it's not like I gave up my improv, like I still was like, like obsessed with UCB and was like crying to be on a team. And then one day I just like woke up and I was like, oh, it's not my goal anymore. Interesting. So for you, it was like a snap decision kind of? Well, I think also too, like I, uh, was on North coast for a bit. So that's like the hip hop improv team. And I Mm -hmm. think my goal was just like get on a premiere improv team right um and then i i started doing hip-hop improv and i really love doing that mm-hmm. and north coast was like my ultimate dream and then i got on north coast and i was like i have north coast like i don't need ucb anymore sure 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 and like chelsea had closed and the beast had closed and like ucb to me used to feel like the center of everything and yeah. like i would go to dcm like longingly watching those late night bit shows just being like what camaraderie yeah and um <laughs> yeah yeah and then one day I was just like, I don't know if that camaraderie still exists because of like all the like disruption of locations. Mm-hmm. But I was also like, I just, it does. You they like used let to, go of it. I saw of. them as celebrities and then they all became my friends, you yeah. know? And I was like, and I saw that some of them weren't as happy as like I would imagine they'd be. And sure. I was like, you know. That's, I feel like that is such an important realization. Not to like harp harp but on this, but I feel like it's like as soon as you realize like there are ways outside of UCB yeah. to succeed. I mean, I'm speaking like, to someone who's on mod and characters welcome sure, who's sure. a UCB all-star. Wow. Well, thanks. Well, thanks. And not an all-star. Literally, LOL. But I feel like I feel like there is something like beautiful about knowing that like that's not like the only goal. And I honestly feel yeah. like before before modern characters like I kind of like flipped that switch on Mm -hmm. and which strangely led me to modern characters but I feel like as soon as you like let go of it it's sort of like hey but a lot of people say that like where it's like even like I don't know it's just like as soon as you don't care anymore it's like look at that and now you're on two teams but also like just knowing that like there are literally so many other paths and like and and I feel like the sooner you realize that the sooner you will get to like wherever you want to be because it's like what what's next now like UCB it was, and then it was what? Freeing. you know what I mean yeah to yeah like anyone listening who feels paralyzed by UCB like it gets better because <laughs> like one day either you'll get on a team and that's amazing and I'm so proud of you or one day you'll just realize like you can do other things you can do other things and success does not is not only defined by UCB it's definitely not and also like you everyone like you know it it's like it's a cool stepping stone to like something else but it's like yeah. there's something else right after that you know like mm-hmm. that that can't be the end goal because there's no money yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's literally like not you know it's unrealistic to think that that's like what your like forever life will be yeah. like i don't know what what that thing is but what's um, your end goal 
my end goal. Yeah. Well, I'm being interviewed. I'm going to flip the switch. Excuse this me, is Mace? my podcast with Emma Vernon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to How Do You Hustle with Emma Vernon. Um, what's my end goal? I don't know. I think it's like making content and being part of content and stories that I really care about and connected to. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be um, famous for fame's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I even want to be famous. I just want to be um, uh, paid to do like creative work that I'm like proud of and really like with people that I really like. That's beautiful. My end goal. Yeah, yeah. But like also Saturday Night Live, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I say that for you. Do you have an end goal? Uh, right now I have this like screenplay I'm really determined to write and I have like visions of like Sundance. Like I just like, that's like my, I think that's my big goal, but I have lots of like other, like, like other goals of things that I'd be like super happy if I went that route instead. Sure. But like one day I was just like closing my eyes, like trying to like meditate, like on what success was to me. And Mm. I just like, I saw that path and I feel like I've seen so many inspirational movies where people have written kind of like based on their own experiences and a lot of like young female screenwriters and directors sharing sort of like their own stories and having a lot of success with it and I I don't know that is a I love when you just said Sundance I went yep I think that's it like that that makes total sense to me it's like the how how wonderful would that be to have like a beautiful film that you wrote and like probably started I'm assuming or something no I don't know I mean (laughs) or whatever like yeah yeah, that's like I love that goal that's like very concrete but also allows for a lot of like collaboration and creativity I really like that thanks Cam um yeah um I want to loop back quickly to your family dynamic and you um sort of like I get how you leaped into stand-up you like kind of had someone who like nudged you in there and was like hey like I think you showed you're funny and you're like great that you Mm -hmm. were just literally being you and people like shouted you out for it Mm -hmm. which is dope um where do you think your like comedy or comedic voice or the nature to be funny came from and like is your family funny or like did you kind of have to be like that person in your family dynamic or what was that like um so I didn't know either of my grandfathers because they passed away before I was born. But from what I've heard on both sides of the family, they were like very much the entertainers and sure. always were cracking jokes and hosting people and, you know, love to just tell jokes and make people laugh. Um, my mom has a good sense of humor. I wouldn't I think she's she appre- she has a very wry sense of humor. And it's not like she's like out there cracking jokes, but like she appreciates a good jokes, sure. which is to say she laughs at my jokes. And <laughs> so I know she's funny. Um, it's interesting because like my dad um, was like a had a stroke when my mom was pregnant with me and yeah. it really messed with his emotional like capabilities. And so it's re- like. I almost exclusively didn't tell jokes with my dad or like I would say a story that like if I told it to another group of friends or family members would get like they would just be like laughing. Sure. And my dad would be like, okay, I'm all right. Like Mm. just completely like washed over him and didn't get it. But then he'd laugh at like weird things like he'd be like he'd be like, how's college? And I'd be like, good. He'd be like, you working hard and you're playing hard. And I'd be like. Yeah, and then he'd like keel over laughing, be like, ah, and I was like, what? Like, You're like what? Yeah. yeah, I think, and like, I don't know, I, uh, I like, I don't think my sister and I have the same sense of humor. I don't know if she's gonna listen to this, but sure. we don't have the same sense of humor. Um, yeah, right. So, I think. Yeah, I don't. I just don't, came from like yeah. You'd like, yeah, I love making my mom laugh. Like it's sure. like my. My greatest, like, I love, like, watching my mom. Like, there are times where I, like, she'll, like, cackle or, like, get tears in her eyes. And that's when I'm, like, oh, that's, like, I know it's funny. There is, I truly love nothing more than, like, looking my mom in the eyes and we're, like, both cracking up. Like, that's the best feeling ever. Where we're just, like, so locked in. It's the best. Yeah. Making your family laugh is, like, 
it, there's no better like yeah. feeling. I mean, my my cousin, uh, I have one cousin who like we always would like crack jokes together at like family dinners and stuff, and he has a really good sense of humor. Um, so maybe him, but it's not like he was like an influence in my life, you sure. know. Sure, sure. So, um, very cool. Okay, so that's like sort of how your your upbringing, and then you're like cool, like um, I'm gonna try this comedy thing for fun. Or like when you yeah. first were signing up, were you just like, this is literally oh, I was just like, for fun? I remember like, yeah, it was like totally for fun. I was like, I'm going to be a marketer. And isn't really? it fun that you, I do comedy on the side? You wanted to be a marketer? Well, I just, I think, okay, so like my mom, um, like is in corporate America. And yeah. like, to me, I think she's super successful. And so I feel like I just like, that's what I saw as success. I was sure. like, oh, like my mom had a successful corporate America career. Like I'm going to have a success. I was like, this is success. Like uh-huh. this brought her happiness. This brought her like financial stability. This is what I'll do. And it didn't even occur to me that like a job that seems so unstable could be a job. And like this, like I've been doing comedy for almost seven years now and it, sure. w- it wasn't until this year that I was like I could make money off of this that or like so interesting right because yeah. it's like and it's not like you're just doing comedy it's not like you're doing like a show every now and then popping into a mic like you're right. doing comedy like with a capital C like you're hosting sellout shows and a capital Y and a capital Y and uh how else do you spell like a capital Z a silent Z mm-hmm. but like all <laughs> things it's in there in between the M and the, between the, M and the it's Com-Z-E. no one uh, you know if you're really a comedian you know how to spell it uh, if you know you know <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah like you're doing it like at this rate that's like very serious and intense and it's interesting that like it did take seven years for you to sort of be like oh maybe I should be yeah like kind of like trying this out for real yeah you know in whatever way that looks like for you and that's like part of the discovery process which Mm -hmm. is like which is a journey that you're about to embark on yeah like figuring out what that is like maybe like getting reps or whatever right can i ask can i ask you a question that i'm very curious about (laughs) it's the role yeah sorry i don't mean to no this is a i think that this is also really important like i know that you were um freelancing for a bit before you had your current job yes what the hell did you do about health insurance So I did a very dumb thing and didn't sign up. You just prayed you didn't get sick? Um, And I prayed I didn't get sick and I didn't. Thank God. It was a stupid, I missed the deadline to sign up and then I was penalized for it next tax season and I had to pay it all back. So I... I didn't even know there was a deadline. I have to look into this shit. um, Yeah, you, you can sign up. If you leave a, for whatever reason, a corporate job, you have a um, certain amount of time to then sign up for um, for healthcare. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend, yeah, I'd recommend looking into that and see what's up. But I didn't do that. And it's like, a, it's like I think it's like a good amount of time. It's not yeah. like two days. It's like, you okay. ha- I think you have like at least a month or maybe okay. more. Yeah. Um, And you just have to like, all you have to do is like type in the last day you worked at this company and I literally was like so I fucked up but yeah oh okay yeah um yeah and and a lot of people do like Oscar or there's like there's like options out there for sure like my company was like yeah you'll just continue with Cobra after you leave here it'll be fine you'll get the same coverage I was like great and how much is that and they were like a thousand I was like cool a thousand a year and they were like a thousand a month I was like I was like I cannot do that yeah. But no, no, no. There's like there's like healthcare options that are like a hundred, hundred fifty, maybe two hundred. That's what I need. Yeah, like it's it's not like the cheapest thing, but like right. you know. But I can I can muster up a hundred fifty. I cannot yeah. do something that's a thousand. No, 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 that's no, no, that's no. insane. No. Um, but yeah, there are options out there, but I think it's like it is tricky to navigate because yeah. like having come from like four years of being in a corporate job to yeah. then suddenly be like, how do I manage my time? How do I do all this stuff? Like, how do I manage my money? Like, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot. But people do it, yeah. and I think that's what this podcast is about: is like being like, yo like don't worry 
if you want to quit your job, right? Like do it. Fucking do it. Cause now you, now you're actually like trying to like put your head in the game yeah. for real. In some ways I think all the stars aligned and I think like this is what I had to do. And I like, I think everything happened at the time it did for a reason. Cause it kind of like illuminated, like this is the path I must take now. For sure. So. Was there ever a part of you when you were working in corporate that you were like, I might be here forever or like I, part of me wants to like climb the ladder or. I think I wanted to climb it for my ego. I think I just felt like what I deserve a promotion because like, like I'm good at my job and I've been here for a long time. Not like I would love that title and I would love that role. Like it was just like, how have you not promoted me yet? You know, Mm, I think that is so important. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. We do it for the ego, right? Yes. It was just like, okay, like I've seen a lot of people around me get promoted who haven't had my title for as long as I've had it and uh, nobody's giving me feedback of anything bad I'm doing and everyone's telling me great job and I'm closing a lot of things and bringing in a lot of revenue. What is going on? That, I truly believe that if people step back and are like, why do I actually want this thing? Mm -hmm. Like what about this thing is making me happy? Yeah. Like, Almost always ego. That's what it was for me. I was like, why am I like stuck in this job that I don't want? It's ego. It's ego. And then even getting this. Because at at the end of the day, like also, and you and I are like similar in this. Like we are people who like, if we work hard, we expect a good result. And I think like that's something crazy about the corporate world that I remember like my mom said to me a few years ago is like, it's not the same as like in school where like if you study and you do well, and you work hard, you will get the A. Yeah. Like, it's like, there is like a tangible reward. Like, study really hard for that test, and you'll probably do well on that test. Sure. Where it's like, you might do everything you're supposed to do, and it doesn't happen for you. And I'm someone who's like, used to being like, well, I did this, and I res- and this was the reward. And yeah. it's like, why am I working hard for no reward? For no reward. Well, not only like not getting promoted, but also like, even if you were to be promoted, yeah. that would not be the reward for you. Right. It would down. Be, I think it would make me feel like, okay, about time, but it wouldn't, it wasn't the thing yeah, at my soul that no. like in my core that I wanted. You'd feel validated. Your ego would be stroked for sure. You'd yeah. be like, haha, knew it, Yeah, well, you know, but then you get there and then what? Right. Then you spend the next three, four years doing the same shit you don't want to be doing. And I would feel indebted to the company. Yes. And even more so. Right. And then, you know, like that's just, it's just like a snowball effect. Right. So I needed to feel like I don't owe you anything. No, you don't owe them anything. And also like you, the only thing you owe to anybody, uh, like you owe yourself Mm -hmm. time and space to do the shit you want to be doing. That's the only thing you owe. It's crazy how when I told people at work, so many of them were like, I'm so jealous. And I'm like, yeah, you can leave. Like you could do this too. Like, right. But, but, but getting to that mindset of actually letting yourself leave and knowing that like, I mean, you're surrounded by comfort. It's like comfort. You're you like the, the, I literally, the only reason I'm saying this so passionately is because I was right there where it's like, you have the income, the, the fun friends, the fancy event parties, you know, the, what all the, the, all this shit. And you're like, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. I don't mind this, right. you know, but yeah. it's like, but then it's too comfort. I just comfortable. I was, I don't know why I gave that send seven syllables. Comfort. I, <laughs> Comfort. I cannot speak. I was going to say it's too comfortable. It's too comfortable. Or too comfortable. Too comfortable. <laughs> too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's comfortable. And you know that when it's too comfortable, it's probably time to. And I wasn't scoot. pushing as hard in my comedy goals because I was so comfortable. Mm-hmm. So. Well, um, would you ever go back to a corporate job? Uh, I know you just left. I so think it's so it would to have imagine. to be like something that fulfilled me creatively. Like there sure. is a creative team at Viacom and like I always said to them like, hey guys, like remember me. And they really like me. Like I worked with them on like a lot of stuff, but there just like weren't 
openings or like sure i don't know so i i don't know i i don't think marketing is the thing for me and i think it took me this long to accept that Mm. even though i always knew it i just like I was like, how could I willingly lose this money and these benefits? Mm. I was just like, how could I do that to myself? Like people are struggling to get a job and like there's so like I was just like, why am I? But then I, I was just like, I, I don't feel like I have a choice right now. Like I, no. I have to do this. Yeah. You have to do this in order to live my dreams. Hey, <laughs> but it's true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what's up. Um, cool. Uh, one of the uh, final questions I'd like to ask folks is um, for people who are like just getting into the comedy game or the creative game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but don't know like how to manage that and a day job or like even like just figure all of that out because no one tells you how. Mm-hmm. And you think that like you can't unless you like somehow just get like seen, right. <laughs> you know, like in the streets or something like no one. There's no roadmap. Right. What would what kind of advice would you give to that person who's like just starting out? Uh, who also has a day job? Who is like trying to figure out if they want to do something creative, oh. but like are maybe like currently like, yeah, working at a day job they don't like or like trying to figure out how to support themselves financially while pursuing a creative career. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say? Well, I guess if I'm talking to people who live in New York, I get, well, I, I guess I should speak more broadly, but sure. I would just say like, there are so many, even I think in like any major city, there's gotta be some open mic night. And I think just give yourself the chance to fail and like, just try or, or to succeed. I don't, that I don't mean to be so like uh, pessimistic off, but like, just see how you feel doing the thing. And like, I also just think don't be discouraged if like you start off and it isn't that great for you because sure. Um, like I have definitely had the experience where like I've done a, like jokes that in one room had people like applauding and, and dying of laughter. And then I do it in like a mic the next night and like people just like stare at me dead in the eyes. And it's like, you have to experience both. And so don't be discouraged and just take it as a learning experience. And I would say like, try and balance all of the things that you, all of your goals, like make a list of your the job that you have like the goals or what you need to do to do that job well and then what you're trying to do in your passion or your art Mm -hmm. and see how long you can balance both and then at one point either something's got to give or you'll realize you're better at one you're more successful at one or one of them makes you significantly happier and I think like I tried to juggle a marketing career and a comedy career and be like pretty good at both of them for as long as I could and it got to the point where I was like comedy seems to be taking off for me more than marketing does and it makes me so much happier and I have of my 15 goals with having a day job I'm only able to get to five of them so Mm -hmm. this is the time that's what's up I love that you like wrap that up so nicely that's my improv training for you third beats (laughs) third beats wrap it up yeah um okay and then i do have um for real for real a final question which is um when you have harder days right it's not all fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) when you have harder days and you're sort of like man like what am i really doing like how do i do this stuff it feels a little hard but i still enjoy it but like it's a little hard Mm -hmm. um how do you get through those days and what sort of like picks you back up uh, it really depends on where my brain's at. Sometimes it's like <laughs> a few glasses of wine. Um, yep, hello. I also, I like, like working out for me makes me feel good. Mm. I like to do that cause it's like something that's like productive yeah. and I'm like, I can take control of that or like, sure. um, I think, uh, being in therapy, yes, being therapy. with friends, 
Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. That's, those are all really great and like tangible things people can do. Yeah. Really down. Yeah. Um, cool. Wow. Emma, wow. Thank you so much. Wow. Cammy, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, this is going to be great. Awesome. Yay. Yay. Bye. Emma Vernon, everybody. I mean, hello. She did it. She quit her job to pursue her dreams, and that is pretty freaking awesome, in my opinion. All right? Um, you can follow Emma on Twitter at EMVerns. She's also on Instagram at Emma Vern. Uh, in a World, the dating show, the show that she produces and hosts and writes all the funny jokes for and sets people up on dates and all that stuff. It also has an Instagram. It's at The Dating Show. They have a Facebook page as well where you can learn a little bit more about it. So check her stuff out, okay? Um, go to her shows and support, support, support. Um, you can also listen to this podcast more. How do you hustle with Cami Dimitrova? Every Monday we have a new episode with a comic who is pursuing their freaking dreams and figuring out their jobs in the meantime. Um, thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Have a great week.